1: It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation here. Let's go around the NBA trade deadline here. We were going to do this earlier, but then we ran into uh, a significant breaking news situation is what that was, as Tom Pellicero reported that Dan Quinn is coming back. He likes what he's got going here and wants to win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Uh, So congrats to the Cowboys for not losing. Maybe the best defensive coordinator in football. We also found out that the Carolina Panthers will not be hiring Kellen Moore, uh, because they have uh, made their decision. It's also not Steve Wilkes, their DC. It's Frank Reich, the former Colts coach and Eagles offensive coordinator. So if the Cowboys want to keep Kellen Moore, they can. Uh, but it's unclear if they want to. Uh, Mike Fisher asked uh, Mike McCarthy a direct question at the Cowboys presser a couple of hours ago. And he, he just said, I don't want to get into that today. But he said he's going to meet with Kellen Moore tomorrow. And uh, perhaps some resolution on that front is, you know, no later than 24 or 48 hours away. That's certainly what it seems like. They want a clear answer on on where they are now, at least, a, you know, coming out of the conference championship weekend, got to have clarity on all this stuff by Monday. So we'll get Bobby Belt's thoughts on that coming up at 530. It's obviously an exciting time for the Cowboys defense as now, you know, the idea of a defense falling apart is greatly reduced. The idea of being a good defense again is there. Um, And that kind of defense, you know, it, it, it could obviously shut down the 49ers who were scoring 30 on everybody. That's what allows you, to me, to really dream of winning a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as your quarterback, right? Uh, it, it, it significantly decreases how many points you're going to need to score against some of these teams. And so that's it's mandatory. I think for being optimistic on 2023, Dan Quinn returning is, is absolutely huge. All right, Mavs visit the Suns tonight, though. Phoenix Suns, here's your first trade rumor, Ruski. Reportedly considering the end of the Chris Paul era. Might be looking to trade him for another point guard because the core of their team is 24 to 26 years old and CP3 is 37. They're really struggling to win. And, uh, you know, they got to within two wins of, of a title. Didn't work out. So they're they're looking to deal Chris Paul. There is no interest from our perspective in Chris Paul uh just because it would be so difficult to imagine you would have anything that they want right there's no way you're it'd be cool I think if you could have Chris Paul as your secondary ball handler it's like hey we have Luca and when he comes out here comes Chris Paul to run his offense I I think it would be an intriguing idea but probably not one that pushes you over the top
2: how bad has Chris Paul been in fourth quarters of games here of late because that was his calling card yeah, the last several years. Sure I mean, it's was, always been it? his. It's always been that mid-range, that little, that little shot that he has, and it seemed like it was always going in. I, I mean, I honestly, I haven't watched the Suns. I know they play tonight, but I haven't watched enough of the Suns to think have, has he lost the ability to close games in the fourth? Because that's the problem that the Mavs have. You know, they really do have a problem with you know free throw shooting. He can help you huge. He's hit forty
1: percent of his threes. He's handing out eight assists. It's just that his salary is so huge. I, I just. I don't know how the Mavs could come up with assets. Like, the Suns are thinking, sure, we'll give up Chris Paul for a young, dynamic player who can come help our team win. And I think, you know, Josh Green's the best that's, one you got.
2: That's kind of where you're at, yeah. You
1: know, so they're, they're not going to want your bad contracts, that's for sure. Anyway, as I was reading through that story, I did come up on a name that's very interesting. And actually, the latest NBA trade rumor is that the Mavericks have interest in Fred Van Vliet, of the Toronto Raptors. You don't say. It's very remarkable he's available, Wolchuk.
3: It is. I mean, I, I, I saw Callie Kaplan today have an article of some trade targets, and she put OG and Anobi from the Raptors, who's awesome, and he's super young. I was just like, why would the Raptors want to give up him? You know, yeah. that's a guy that you could build around. But Perfect Fred, player. Right. But Fred VanVleet definitely intrigues me. I mean, that's a guy that's an NBA champion. I understand it. He's probably, you know, in, what is he, Later, late thirty, late late 20s, early, maybe I think 30 so. exactly. I'm, guess,
1: I'm guessing around 28, Right around there. Up here.
3: Uh, but I'd love a Fred VanVleet. That's another guy that fills that Jalen Brunson role that you lost. Now, uh, again, I'm not sure what the compensation would look like. That's the thing that's, that's such a struggle here when we're talking about Mavs and trades. Yeah. Like, it's probably going to be picks. I think that's the only asset the Mavs really have that's unless the team's just saying, hey, we're really rebuilding and we're down to
1: just dump some salary costs here. Is Van Vliet good enough where you're like, yes, we'll give him like Josh Green, Jaden Hardy and a pick and take away our ability to go all in for a better superstar like Van Vliet's like surprisingly all NBA defense type of defender. You know, I don't know if he's ever going to win Defensive Player of the Year or first team all defense, but he's right on that border. He's about as good of a fit as you can get for what this team wants. I
3: guess where I am as a Maverick fan, I just never, and maybe I'm just jaded because we've been burned by the whole, we're going to save, you know, value and space and whatever it might be, you know, assets to go all in on a big fish. And it's never worked to where I'm not down to do that. I'm not, let's wait around to try and keep a pick or try and keep cap space. I'm in it now. You've got Luka Doncic who's an MVP now. If you have an opportunity to go add a player that can help you, go and do it. Yeah. I don't see why you should wait
1: around personally. I guess if I could see you on an all-star team, you know, then then I'm willing to be like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold for a better trade. If I figure you're an all-star caliber player and you play good defense and you're, you know, obviously you got to be unselfish and all those things really apply to Fred Van Vliet.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a really interesting conundrum that you're in right now. And I understand what you're saying there. Wolchuck, about, hey, man, if I can capitalize on getting a solid player here, I mean, so be it. You just see how much it can hurt you when you when you bring in a guy and and you think he's Porzingis and then he's not and how much that set you back because of the assets that you've given up and now you're about to climb out of that Porzingis asset hole and now uh and and I probably shouldn't have said asset hole uh now that I I think uh, that was an uh, accurate description, description here uh, of the situation yeah, I was going to let it simmer I was like wow I don't know what that was but uh but so I'm like it it's it's really difficult I get it you're trying to hey we got Luca we got to capitalize this on every second but if if this thing doesn't really work out are you setting yourself um, you know, back for a few years to come in the future, it's really, really difficult. And what you have with the with the Raptors right now, Brian Windhorst, he's saying like the, this next seven games or so is going to be hugely important to see what these Raptors are going to be interested in doing because they have a lot of guys that teams want and they're about to go on a seven-game Western road trip and he says this is what the whole league is watching because they have kind of indicated that they're going to wait until the last week before the trade deadline before they decide which direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a team that kind of goes in and maybe tries to be a buyer at the trade deadline? Like, hey, we got something here. Or are they going to be a team that wants to just offload a bunch of guys and they got guys that you're going to be interested in, whether it's Van Vliet or OG Anunoby or who name that player uh, or Ananobi, So, the The Raptors are an interesting team, and a lot of teams are going to be interested in their players. Van Vliet would be someone you immediately get better with him. Yeah, but he's a better defender right than now. Brunson.
3: We got a couple of texts that are like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he's an older Brunson." No, he, yeah. I think he's a better player than Jalen Brunson.
4: Yeah, I don't think he is offensively, but he is I defensively. But the defensively, and that's your
3: is. that's your, and he's a good offensive player for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of intrigue in there with the Toronto situation. I'm surprised they're open-minded to it because with what they have, I'd be thinking, no, we just need to go figure out a way to have a real star player. Like This is a championship formula if we can get the go-to guy uh, around it. But if they want a deal, for sure, there's going to be – every team in the NBA is going to be trying to get something off them.
2: I I know it's probably a terrible question, and we don't always watch all of Toronto's games, but defensively, how long – is he an elite defender? Is we're talking about? Is this a guy that I mean? Is you know because that's as you mentioned that's the one thing that the Mavs are just really really struggling with. Somebody he's as good
1: can, as you can get with a guy under six three. Yeah, I'll he's say a six, that about well, six one, Right, yeah. is
2: what he's saying. So yeah, I mean, okay, if you're are you trained for a guy that's going to continue to be that type of defender or? Probably His, for
1: the next three, four years. Okay, you know, but he's he's twenty eight years old now. They also have Gary Trent. They have Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes, and they're looking at it like, dang, we have six guys the league
3: but really, 12th really wants. In the east, like, right? like, yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah, guy that's who a problem, right. yeah. Like Fred Van VanVleet pushes for the NBA All Defensive Team. Like yeah. he missed it last year by just one spot in the voting. Yeah, he's that good. So you are adding a potential All Defensive Guard.
1: And the Mavs love it. You know, now he's 28. Okay. He's not 22. So you're getting three years of that remaining. Okay, so you're yeah.
2: adding a potential all-league guard. Or, I mean, Defensive. All def- yeah. Defensive guy. Plus an MVP in Luka. Yeah. To me, that seems like a trade you would make.
1: A perfect partner, you know, to put it with Luka. Because we can sick him on the short, quick guys. Yeah. And Luka gets to rest. It is, you know... Again, really difficult to imagine that the Mavs could have something that Toronto would want, but that would be a a player that I would be really excited for. And Hardy Green, a pick. You know, if you're looking to blow up your team, you're not always going to get more than that. And and it's not like Van Vliet's a perennial all-star or anything. Adrian Wojnarowski, talking Mavs trade deadline, says the Mavs are having a hard time finding a true co-star. We know that. But he says, focus on Detroit, where Bojan Bogdanovic and New Noel are a package that might make sense uh that Bogdanovich averaging 22 he's under contract for one more year and Noel used to be on the Mavs things yeah. got weird for him but they're so thin in the front court I wouldn't be surprised if if Nurland's Noel couldn't come in here and and help you out a little bit um so there's Is he that. the
2: guy that turned down the extension yes he did okay
4: yeah and he's the hot dog guy yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
1: What did it cost him? Seventy-four million bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, he had a, he had a big a
4: offer, and it it did
1: not come together for him. But yeah, I think the Bogdanovich thing is really really interesting because if he stays healthy, you know, twenty two points per game, and with his well rounded. Uh, offense that's something that I think could be a significant upgrade maybe help you win a playoff series maybe offset the loss of Brunson that's a that would be a real quality player and then the Heat Suns Mavs and Clippers have been mentioned as possible landing spots for one D'Angelo Russell Sources is telling Bleacher Report Shams of the Athletic reported earlier this month the T-Wolves shopping him mentioning Mike Conley as a potential target. Currently in the final year of a four-year, $117 million contract. Wow, D'Angelo Russell had a rough start to his career, um, and he hasn't always been considered a great asset. Maybe the Lakers just pawned him off at one point. But here's a really dang good player now, uh, Wolchuk, and a guy that I think could help these Cowboys. The Mavs, yeah, I, I agree no, you with
3: you. The there. No, we're, 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 we've talked a lot of Cowboys and Mavs today, so I'm with you. I can understand the uh, confusion there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is a fun player. He certainly is. I think that he's kind of underachieved based on where he was drafted, but there's uh, there's offensive upside there. Uh, certainly would be a player I'd be interested in if you can get him.
1: You mentioned Callie Kaplan's article, uh, Emmanuel Quickly with the Knicks, been killing it for six weeks. Exceptional defender, and now he's... Getting like 18 points per game. He's shooting the hell out of the ball. Good playmaker for himself, but he can play off the ball. Emmanuel quickly is like the dream scenario, but for a team like New York looking to build, I'd be shocked if he's available. And Mark Stein says the Knicks are increasingly reluctant to move
4: him. Yeah, he's a good player. He's the guy that you were kind of hoping maybe you could have got back in a Brunson situation in the offseason. Do you
3: wonder if there's some animosity? Or is that too strong between the Mavs and Knicks based on how that Brunson stuff went down?
1: You know, because the Mavs didn't make a big deal out of it, at least publicly, I think the Mavs would be willing to deal. You know, you got the Porzingis thing done. It doesn't seem like it. Like, if Mark has an issue like he did with the old Rockets GM Daryl Morey or the OKC Thunder, it seems like we hear about it. But, man, he has so many issues and so much drama going on with some of these relationships. Who knows? Maybe that did uh, turn yeah, toxic. He,
3: he seems like he could hold a
1: grudge. Yeah. The other name that Callie mentioned, though, was Kyle Kuzma with the Wizards. I want nothing to do with it. You know, I, I don't like the smooth, low-energy guys. The only guy that can play that way for me is Big big, Smooth himself, Sam Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, I'm like, man, if you're man. if you're too cool to be like energized, you're like, man, I'm just out here like baked and hooping. i i, I, I no no, we we need intensity. And Kyle Kuzma, while he gets buckets and makes it look easy, no, nah, that's that's not that's like that Josh Richardson type of energy from a couple of years back remember josh richardson oh, is like yeah, bro are you even awake yeah yeah did you just come out of a nap all right it is the g-bag nation here on 105.3 the fan and it is time now to hit the expressway 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content we'll break down everything that's been developing in another huge day for the cowboys what we learned from mike mccarthy and then bobby belt's going to join you here in the g-bag nation
2: we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month
0: new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum
1: of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com.
5: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?
0: If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
5: Two more two tour. more.
0: You deserve this ice cold reward. madela the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois pardon me that's weed that's
1: weed <laughs> segment's brought to you by window nation go to WindowNation.com com slash home show yeah, I was ready to fire off there we're having a good time though yucking it up here at the break uh, cool whip over there it is time to hit the expressway cool
2: 35 minutes
0: get me oh,
1: some uh, oxygen uninterrupted sports content <laughs> LA Live with Lucius coming up in about 20 minutes Bobby Belt's coming up here in about 8-10 to 10 minutes Every day at this time, we take a look at everything that's been developing throughout the broadcast afternoon, and it's been very busy. The Panthers did not hire Kellen Moore; they are going with Frank Reich. So the Cowboys are going to have to make a decision on him. Mike McCarthy press conference earlier says he plans to meet with him tomorrow. Is this a formality? Do you think he's as good as gone, Brian? How, how are you reading this one?
2: You know, I don't know. I've had like a bunch of people reach out to me and ask me that, and. You, just the way that Mike didn't want to address the question, you know, I'm, I'm, I I'm, don't know. We can only take what he's saying. I, I don't think Mike wants to sit up there and, you know, if, if Kellen Moore was coming back, I kind of feel like, yeah, Kellen, Kellen will be back. We're looking forward to kind of getting this thing going again. Yeah. But the fact that he needs to sit down and talk with him, there's, you know, now is he going to try and figure out, okay, there's not a running back coach. There's not an offensive line coach. Yeah. You know, they're missing some – uh, you know some analytic guy off the offensive side of the staff
4: perfect opportunity for a new oc to come in and uh help well, and that's, bring in these positions. and coaches. that's
2: and that's maybe where you know you sit down and say listen this is my this is what i want to do this is what i would like to think about our offense for next year and if he's not willing to do that then you just you part ways mm. you just part ways with it but i think he wants to sit down with him and i think he wants to kind of get an idea what what Kellen Moore's vision is
1: I think you got a great point there it's it's almost like there's what you say and then there's what you would say or what you have said in the past yeah. when it's for sure the guy's coming back I, I think at best right now going into it tomorrow Mike McCarthy's 50 50 but I, I'm leaning much more towards probably gone
2: yeah uh, you know Jerry Jones when he had when asked the question about Mike McCarthy after a game what did he say Mike's coming back yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's coming back you know, that, you know, if you want to take a page... They actually of, started to
1: get mad at questions about it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, that, I, I think, you know, Mike was talking about, you know, it was a tough day and all that, but, you know, that's, that's what happens this time of year. You change is, staff. Is
1: there any worry for you guys that the offense won't be as good? That, that Kellen Moore has actually made a top five statistical offense with an above average quarterback, what was a bad pass protecting line, and like two skill players, was he actually overachieving? And we've been shielded from that. And, and now we're about to see what we're missing out on.
4: There is uh, there is certainly that opportunity. The higher matters. I mean, the fire, we can all celebrate it if it happens, but the higher matters a ton. And you can get worse. There's worse play callers out there in the NFL right now than Kellen Moore. So there's a very real opportunity that you do get worse. Uh, and so, but you're, you're hopeful. That they make a, a really a really strong well, decision and bring a guy in who's a beast.
2: This is this is what you have to do if you are Jerry Jones. Have you seen Dak Prescott? You know, are you are you worried about an eighth year Dak Prescott? And you know, do you feel like Dak is getting better? You know, you, is Dak regressed? I mean, I am just asking questions. I am not trying to slam Dak. Yeah, I am Jerry Jones, the general manager. I am asking Mike McCarthy with this. You know, what we've seen the last several years with Dak and Kellen Moore. Are we going to get more the same, or or can we take this thing to a, a higher level? And I mean a higher level as far as you know the handling of turnovers and stuff. I mean the offense is. Mike was very passionate about all oh, the offense. Once he that came back was fine. Right. You you didn't score enough points in the playoffs. I'm sorry, I went on that rant about that, but you didn't score enough points. Two years in a row. Yeah, you needed those points, and so you know teams were taking away stuff from you. Yeah. So you, now you have to ask your, yourself your Jerry Jones is the quarterback that I – I've got a quarterback decision coming up here in two years. I've got to pay $40 million for this quarterback this year, and I'm going to have to pay a, a larger amount the following year. You know, I, can't, I don't have time for you to sit there and tell me, oh, no, it's going to be fine with Kellen Moore. You know,
1: you've seen enough and now I, yeah. it's time for something new. This, right. is, this is not yeah. a
2: second or third year guy.
1: And then you look inside your division, what Sirianni was able to do with Hurts, sure. what Dayball was able to do with Daniel Jones. Exactly. And you're like, is Roc maximizing our guy?
3: Right. Because I think that t- to answer your question, Brian, it will be more of the same. See, we, that's what we've seen consistently.
2: We, we sat here, uh, you know, when that announcement was made, everybody you know was cheering about Dan Quinn being back. If Kellen Moore goes on, it's now it's maybe it's relief. You know, I mean, we we don't think we don't think of Kellen Moore the same way we think of Dan Quinn, because we know Dan Quinn will take whatever players he has and make it work to a, 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 a great level. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have that kind of trust. I don't I don't think we have that trust with Kellen Moore.
1: No, we don't, even though the stats are great. You know, and I, it's it's probably rare that a guy would have been able to have that much success putting points up and producing and getting let go. But the longer you go in the same spot, expectations are going to grow. And and I think they should. And then beyond that, you're getting clarity um, with the Dak decision coming up, which is what I, I think you were alluding no, to. No, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I want to see, will Dak succeed with new leadership or is Dak who he is? Yeah, is our yeah.
1: OC holding Dak? Is back? our is our yeah. OC
2: holding Dak back? That's that's what I'd like to know.
1: And 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 now you'll have an, another guy come here and look and give you like a quality control on that idea. If it's two different OCs, and then throughout the course of the career, four yeah. different OCs. If if you can't get past the division around, maybe you start to wonder about your quarterback. Yeah, if
2: the OC comes in here and falls apart, you're you could be bad enough that you maybe get that draft pick that you're talking about and you fix your quarterback problem and move on.
1: Okay, elsewhere uh, you did have the news Dan Quinn is returning. George Edwards being out was a pretty big mystery this morning. Dan Quinn was confused according to a story from Josina Anderson when George talked to him about it. So it was, you know, we were trying to read the tea leaves and decide what does this decision to let George Edwards go mean? But that has really become clarified now as, as it appears Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn are on the same page. And perhaps the bigger takeaway on that is that Jerry Jones looked at a bloated staff and wanted to economically adjust things and consolidate multiple jobs into one, maybe like a quality control coach will we'll take over, um, you know, and and and, uh, and and have a lot of different things to look at as opposed to like six or seven different guys having a specialty. But I thought that was really interesting. And I, I guess if you feel like it's distracting or there's too many chefs in the kitchen, that's good. But I think one of the advantages of being a billionaire is you can continue to hire guys to coach players. So I don't know. What, what do you make of the restructuring for economic reasons by Jerry Jones as, as part of a motive for these firings?
3: It's interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't think that he's he's wrong. Maybe you know, there's too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing. But as far as the defensive side goes, now that you have Dan Quinn back, I'm not really too concerned about that side of the football. I feel like Dan Quinn will be able to work things out. Offensively, yeah. I mean, it is interesting. What, what does one of those guys do? What is a quality control coach? You know, what is your job on they a do all the legwork for
2: the coach, is right? What they so
3: do. maybe he's basically saying like, hey, Mike. Uh, instead of having you know a lack of this on your plate, I want you to be a little bit more involved. You know, you don't you don't need that guy. I He's want a good you to, delegator. I want you to be the one to to go ahead and be handling some of these things, or go ahead and delegate that onto somebody else. But we don't need to have you know fifteen different offensive coaches, right? And well, the assistants. When you have days, more
4: offensive coaches than points in your last game. Yeah. You're like okay. That's where well, I draw the line.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's the thing: the assistance to the assistance. There used to not be that. Way. Sure, just assistance. Just yeah. Just Go ahead, and Jerry wouldn't care to pay a quarterback coach were winning. can
1: can fix you can help you out with these things. You don't need your quality control coach to do it. As Bobby Belt joins you now here in the G Bag Nation, our Cowboys insider every night at this time. Bob, how the heck are you?
6: What's up, gentlemen? Hey, uh, what's your read
1: on Kellen Moore?
6: Uh, I think. This is, look, he may or may not return, but it's clearly not been decided, I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think you talk the way Mike McCarthy did in that press conference uh, if you're 100% set on Kellen Moore returning. And, uh, I, I, you know, the fact that Mike McCarthy, as soon as the press conference ended, felt comfortable saying, hey, Dan's back, and we're really excited about that. He didn't finish that press conference and say, by the way, guys, Kellen's back, and and we're really excited about that. So, uh, at the very least, the the most optimistic perspective, if you want Kellen Moore to return, is that they're still looking at it. Um, and and the most negative perspective on that is, you know, he his job may be in jeopardy. So uh, I think that they're they're clearly still evaluating some things there and trying to figure out what they do. He may or you know he very well could return. Um, but but I think it's you know honestly probably kind of fifty fifty right now.
1: What do you think? you think uh, Kellen should be back?
6: Uh, here's what I think is that you've got, we, we saw clear dysfunction in the passing game throughout much of the season. Like, like even when it was efficient, there were, there were, or, or even when it was, you know, picking up big chunk yards or, or they were putting up a lot of points, even in their best performances, there were turnovers or communication issues or whatever else. Um, I don't think that you can acknowledge that dysfunction in the passing game, say you're working on it and then, Come into next year with, it, you know, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, and Doug Nussmeyer all being in the same spot they were in. Something's got to change. So whatever part of that equation you feel like you can change and want to change is is what I would advocate for. Now, it sounds like the fact that the Cowboys made the announcement about the coaches that wouldn't be returning, that seems to indicate that Nussmeyer, who was out of contract, will be back. Um, you know, it's, or at least it's not been spoken. The fact that they came out with announcements that these guys won't be back and Nussmeier wasn't part of that would seem to indicate that he's got a decent shot of returning. Um, so at that point, I feel like the only one left is Kellen Moore, but you also got to look at it and say, what options do we have? Um, what are we willing to explore? Would it just be, you know, if you were to move on from Kellen Moore, maybe it's let's elevate Nussmeier to offensive coordinator. And then Scott Tolzien moves up, uh, out of the assistant role. And he's now your quarterback coach or, you know, maybe you look at things and go, uh, let's go pursue a, you know, obviously not saying this is the case, but let's go pursue a Cliff Kingsbury or somebody like that. I, I think you just – you have to have a a defined plan in place if you're going to do that. I don't think you can just say, let's move on from Kellen Moore just to move on from Kellen Moore.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, like, why wouldn't it have been decided already? You have 72 hours to talk about this.
6: Um. It, I mean, that's a good question. It's probably just got to do with the fact that well, the yes, yeah, he was going to be a head coach, no,
4: or he had a chance to be a head coach. Had a, yeah,
2: they, you're not. They, they were not going to do him dirty that way.
1: But you, you know, could talk they, about it. Yeah, yeah but that's dirty. what i Get out of your answer ready.
2: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They they were there was no. That's why I think they're going to talk to him. That's why I think they're going to talk to him tomorrow about it. And, I, and like what I talk, what I was saying was I think they're going to walk through all these things. Jerry was not going to. Jerry was not going to. The, they were not going to fire him, yeah. If if he had a chance at a head coaching job, because they'd have to, you know, they want to, they, they want to pay him, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I just think that once that Carolina hired the coach, now they can make the decision. You know, I think Mike is still sure. torn about it. I really sure, do, but but,
6: but to, yeah. well, and it may not be his call to be honest. Um, I, I mean, I don't think Rob Davis was his call, um, and so you know, I think that you know, Kellen, at the very least, they they should have an idea of which direction they want to go um, to where it, once you find out about Carolina, you can make a call on it. But um, you know, I, it's, I, it's something that I, I think we we'll, we should probably have a resolution on. I would hope um, before the weekend and, and get an answer on what direction they're going to head here, especially some of these coaching dominoes start to fall and teams will fill out their staff and any potential candidates uh, get snatched up. Um, but yeah, it, it's, the the one thing that I think came out of this is okay, what is still a question coming out of that press conference, I think is Kellen Moore's job security. I think everything else seems pretty settled in terms of we've moved on from this guy or we're keeping this guy. That seems to be the one question remaining. And I think you saw Mike McCarthy, um, you know, a little frustrated with the questions about it. And so I think that speaks to the sensitivity of them still trying to figure out what they're going to do.
2: Bobby, you think that Jerry and Steven have told Mike that, about asking him questions about you need to do this and you need to do that and if you don't do it we're moving on from you like you know Mike's even probably had something to say about you know the option routes and things like that you know do you think that maybe that, that, that they that their management is making Mike have to handle that and not them
6: uh in which aspect like the coaching decisions or more like game, like being more involved in the offensive game plan or which which part well i i'm
2: i'm trying to th- what i'm trying to say is there it did you think the Joneses have told Mike that listen, we we we're interested in moving on from the coordinator, but if you want to fight for this guy, tell us why. And do you go and is Mike now having to go to Kellen and ask him like, hey, listen, you have to give this up or change this or change that? You mean do you think he's trying I, I, to give him an opportunity to save his job?
6: I, I don't know that it's anything you know that direct where it's like you know, hey, come on, come over here and argue. Um, I, I think it's just part of a broader discussion, um, uh, you know, where they maybe have expressed certain thoughts on what the offense is doing and what needs to change. And, and they're, they're getting feedback. I want to hear what Kellen has to say when they get a chance to meet with him. And so um, I I don't know that it's put as directly like that, um, where it's like, Hey, uh, this is our, our thought process here. And now you need to tell us why we should change our minds. Um, But I, I think there's, Here's the one thing I'm certain of. There is no decision at this moment to say Kellen Moore is coming back. They're not just playing coy in the media. His job is completely up for discussion right now in that building. And I I think that that is is the big takeaway is that I'm not sure that anything's been finalized. And look, there's a, a real possibility that they may not even be thrilled. They may have certain aspects they don't like. But if they don't have a better contingency, they could look at the lay of the land and say, but we don't have a better option right now. And so what are you to do? And so I, I think that, you know, that could even be a possibility that, you know, there's almost kind of a begrudging return. I can tell you, and Mike McCarthy hinted at, at it today, and I think we've talked about it on the air for the last year, there were a number of begrudging returns last year for them that on this coaching staff that yeah. they didn't necessarily want to come back with, but they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And so I, I think that they there's a chance that's what happens with Kellen Moore. I don't, if Kellen Moore comes back next year, I don't think it's any sort of a ringing endorsement of like, man, we feel great about this. I think it's just sort of – Tepidly saying, "Okay, well, well, let's let's try this again."
3: Do you think that uh, Dak has a voice in yeah, any of this? Good question. We've seen uh, other quarterbacks certainly have be outspoken to the media about, like Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle, Aaron Rodgers in and Green Bay when they've gone through some of this. Hey, I I want to say, and who's going to take over as the OC or, or if he is a Kellen Moore guy? I mean, hey, I want Kellen staying. Do you think Dak is being heard in this conversation?
6: I, I think Dak is heard on a lot of conversations in that building regarding the offense. And I think that there are times where he's also deferential and they will maybe come to him for his feedback. And he's like, look, I'm, you know, whatever you guys decide on this one specifically. um, I don't know how you can go to Dak uh, because I think the, the entire question about this is in regards to what is best for Dak. And I think that that's something they have to make an assessment on and not necessarily, you know, get into the potential biases of the quarterback's feedback on, well, I want this. Okay, well, we're telling you what we think you need, not necessarily what you want. So um, I don't know for sure. I, I would think it'd be difficult, though, to to want his input or, or to heavily take his input on something specific to this because so much of this decision is about what they think they can do to get the most out of him. And and that's an evaluation I think only they can make. And and not so much, you know, take Dak's input on. But it, look, if they were going to take Dak's input on things, John Kitna would have never left. Yeah. And so, well, Bob.
1: But- I think I'd rather listen to Dak than, than the Jones family. Like, this is just insane that, that a couple of business guys think they know what it takes to be an assistant coach. Is this no, real? I, I,
6: no, I'm. I'm saying I think more like the the offensive branch in general, like questions with McCarthy and yeah. you know uh, personnel people. Not so much just like Jerry thinking. I, this is how I assess the quarterback position. I I think more it's just the the people that they have in place who are they they would you know like any decision Jerry has made in recent years where he kind of pulls uh, input from certain people on certain topics and then hmm. cobbles it together. And say, all right, this is our joint decision.
2: Bobby, with the whole thing with the, the, you know him losing Joe Philbin, and you know we all agree that Joe Philbin. When you look at some of the development of the linemen and the shifting that they had to do and moving guys around, you know, was that one of those that was really really surprising to you? That or, or is that something that you know we were going to get another? Are we going to get a like a? I, I'm talking about James Campen from Carolina. You know, mm-hmm. once they learn about his situation, and you know, is that is that how do you think that's going to all shake out?
6: That's an interesting one. Because, um, yeah, Campin is. Wells, uh, Lunda Wells, he, he's, you know. Lunda, I, Lunda's got a background doing yeah, that. I've,
2: I've, I've heard people mentioning his name to be the potential offensive line coach.
6: Lunda is somebody that they could look at. Um, uh, I know there are people who are fans of Blasco, Jeff Blasco in the building, who is the assistant. Um, they could obviously look at Campin, like you said, who spent several years with McCarthy in Green Bay. Um, uh, you know, I. I don't know how much they'd be interested, but there's obviously always the name out there that generates buzz that people love, of like Mike Munchuk or somebody like that. Munchuck, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think that you know it's probably yeah you're looking at somebody like Campen or or Wells or um, you know uh, go get
2: running game Moses. <laughs> you, Bill you Callahan. Think,
6: you think Bill Callahan, you want to bring Monty Kiffin back to it? Like, I mean, I, I think the, those Running two guys. Running game Moses, have, man. My man can coach he, him he, up. He, he had some bad BC. feelings leaving this building. He, he,
2: he didn't <laughs> like the redheaded coach for sure. <laughs> he, he Trust didn't. me on that one. He's no, a hell of a I'm, line coach. Show us Munchak. That's a uh, hell of a name.
6: I know. But the, uh, oh, you know, I, I I would wonder, you know, what would be interesting too is that when I, we talked a second ago about how can you run back the exact same four McCarthy, Dak, Kellen, and Nussmeyer, that equation of the passing game had dysfunction. If Lunda Wells moved to the offensive line again, and you have tight end coach vacated, that would at least open a door. And I don't know if this is their thinking, but that would at least open the door to shift Nussmeyer back to coaching tight ends, which he's done here before. And then you could figure out a different equation in the quarterback room. But um, yeah, I, I think that ultimately, Joe Philbin, who there were a lot, there was a lot of good he did, but I think Connor McGovern, for the most part, this year was better than Connor Williams, and that was a guy Joe Philbin fought to keep off the field. Um, and, and I think that Tyler Smith ended out being really impressive, and that was a guy that Joe Philbin was not on board with when they all started to really like him. Um, and I think at times there were, you know, it improved, but I think over the course of three years, he at times butted heads with a lot of you know veterans in that room too, and so. Um, there, there were things to like, but I think there were also some clear uh, valleys along with the peaks for Joe Philbin and, uh, you know, ultimately a, a change is probably best. But, you know, that's why I say when, when they're looking at the decision on Kellen Moore, how much of that is even up to Mike McCarthy? Because I don't think Joe Philbin and Rob Davis were just things Mike McCarthy wanted to do.
1: Fantastic reporter as always, Bob. Is there anything else before I let you go?
6: Just that I love you all.
1: Thank you, sir. There he goes, Bobby Bell, and must-follow on Cowboys Twitter. It's time now for LA Live with Lucius Alexander. Into yeah. the Pimp Cup we go.
0: Which I'll say, y'all wanted Cliff Kingsbury or something like that. Y'all was talking sure. off the mic. No, sure. nah, y'all was saying that. Don't lie. I got headlines and a question for the Tolos right after Rick. Well, I right, like you, you, Swears swear? no. It's time you smoke Fire of this funk Gonna get a half <laughs> Well, they're kicking it off, You don't make me damn Uh, let's see let's see let's see la live for january 26 2023 question for the Tolos right off the rip what purchase do you most regret what purchase do you most regret i asked this to the Tolos on my facebook page i asked them questions because they know more about us than we know about them so i asked them questions so they can reveal themselves who are you how about you fellas?
1: before you get- before the Ford Explorer redesign when it was called the Exploder, I bought a used one. It was loaded with leather, had about eighty five thousand miles on it, pristine. The Ford,
0: what was it called? The Exploder. Be-
1: yeah, before Ford. they redesigned it, they called it the Exploder. Oh, you know, because it would roll me? and the engine was bad. There was all kinds of things wrong with the Ford, Ford Explorer, Explorer in the nineties. Yeah. They called it Exploder.
0: Unbelievable. That, that's and
1: an- of course, they, they got things dialed in, but uh, they were way overpriced in the 90s, and I bought one like an idiot. It's a hilarious. It took me like name. four years of paying that thing off before I could even trade it in. Like, when I talk about negative equity during the DNM spots, I always think about <laughs> that damn. That Good for you, vehicle. bro. You learned
0: a hard lesson, man. You heard you learned a hard lesson. I did, dude. <laughs> the <laughs> the payments feel. went on forever. And it killed
1: me, dude. I'd like get a second job.
4: Oh, that's, oh, why brutal. that's why he's driving oh. around in a ten dollar van these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey
0: man, that's the game out there on this military basis. They'll, they'll sell you any car you got. Just give us an allotment. I don't care what it is. Ninety six percent interest rate too oh, at the same oh, time. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Brutal. Uh let's Predatory. See. Yeah, for sure. One per uh one tolo right here. Everything I've ever bought for my ex, I regret. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I was gonna go probably the engagement ring I bought that I didn't end up marrying okay. the girl that I bought it for. You didn't
2: get it back, did you? I didn't get it
4: back. Did you ask no. for it back? I didn't ask for okay. it back. It was it was pretty close to the wedding day, and I know they had already burned through. I mean, how much money did they spend on a on a wedding that never uh, happened? Yeah. I just chalked it up to the yeah. game, dude. Yeah. I was like,
0: Man, yeah. I'm just it's worth it loss, to just loss. get up out of here. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, wedding yeah. ring? There was a Tolo on there that agrees with you yeah. though. They had wedding ring, first wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl tickets,
1: can, they Sorry, regret. Lucius. Go oh, ahead, dog. Can we get a tell-all on it at some point?
4: She follow? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: That sounds oh, no that's, problem. Oh, yeah. that was a
1: hell of a tease. It's juicy. Yeah, that's definitely off season type of stuff. Digging all the way. Definitely, in. yeah. Okay. Well,
4: and then the ensuing uh, four months after,
0: got bet, even more bleak. I bro. bet, dude. It was a wild summer. Does she follow you now with all your kids and everything?
2: <laughs> no, she's well, like, I'll, I'll be damned. <laughs> <totally laughs> <smooth. laughs> Son of a
0: yeah,
4: gun. She's probably just waiting for Walchuk to lose those final twenty. And then there you she, go. No, she's oh, married yeah. and has
3: kids of her own now. Oh, does she? You we oh, both God. went that's similar. Past. I don't know why she. <laughs> Unfollowed you, but still follows me. It's well, a weird deal.
4: Well, you didn't uh, end the wedding about a month <laughs> yeah. prior. You
3: <laughs> yeah? Know?
0: You didn't get cold feet, bro. That's, How about that? I bet Walchuck's biggest, reg- biggest. was biggest. Yeah, I was, yes. Left yeah. her at the altar, bro. Oh, geez. almost. Uh, almost Runaway bride.
2: I supported.
4: <laughs> I support, it, I support you, bro. I do think Walchuk had nominee his worst purchase ever is the the suit that he was uh, that he bought that he was supposed to wear for that wedding that never ended up you happening. You know what?
3: Actually, no, because I got use out of that sucker. Since then, the pants have ripped.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Okay, a
4: couple of dance floor moments. Yeah. so okay. no, I got good, good use out of it.
0: What purchase do you most regret? I asked the tolos on my Facebook page. I got answers like. Buying a boat. Yeah. Uh, it's at the bottom of Lake Erie right now. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, my first marriage license. Yeah. I once bought a plant for twenty bucks. The store next door had the same plant for two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs>
2: do you guys ever? Do you guys ever make uh, purchases off the TV? Like those late night, you come in, hammer. yeah, my, not me. On, yeah, well, I, I did the, I did the, Time Warner had a deal for the, the like a five disc set for, oh. best of the '80s, yeah, okay, best of the '80s, I, and I, I think I'm still paying for that, yeah, from Time Warner. <laughs> Hey, many, many years ago. What yeah. old
0: actress or singer did they have hocking those to you? They always have was, somebody uh, hocking them to it, you. They made
2: it sound really exciting that I would like to play Aha over and over, you know, and <laughs> all these Bananarama, you know. They made it really inviting. When you have a bunch of liquor in you, you know, that's that's. It kinda, sounds good
0: when it's late-night like, liquor. Man, I, I just
2: left a club that was playing these songs, you know. <laughs> and then, you yeah, know, you buy them, and you, again, I'm still paying for them, I think, somehow.
0: What purchase do you most regret, asked the Tolos. Uh, Tolo said, my first wife. The first pack of cigarettes. I didn't know you can buy, a wife. Uh, that first pack of cigarettes. Oh, yeah, you can. Funko Pop collection. That's from Blind Jenna. Y'all remember Blind Jenna? Yeah. Um, how could I ever forget up, it? Jenna. Hey, what's up, girl? Uh, lottery tickets. Leasing a 2005 Subaru for seven hundred and thirty-six dollars a month when I only made fifteen hundred a month. Ouch. Let's
1: live it in the car. Yeah. That's kind of like what I did. Here goes one paycheck for the Exploder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: we have no money
0: oh man that's Push hilarious bro dude,
1: dude we were saving up like a dollar and 80 cents to try to go get two 22 mickeys you know the wide mouth mix yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, what's the, the best? What's the highest alcohol by volume oh, plus yeah. ounces Mickey per cent mouth, yeah. Yeah, that's how I got on them buzz balls I was like <laughs> I gotta save money and get drunk at the same time <laughs> that, that change boy. out of the yeah. ashtray I might thing try one yeah. of those oh, we get go. the pina colada one boy yeah. Okay, okay. wipe out the Face of this earth. <laughs> uh what purchase do I most regret? Uh first bag of heroin. Mm, oh, yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Biggest regret is trading my Chevy Malibu for a Kia Optima. Yeah, it's kind of square. Square yeah. trade. Makes me think of uh I turned down a 1975 Monte Carlo. Oh
2: the dude why? next to
0: me had it. I was in high school. He was like, okay. Are you sure, man? I give you a deal. You can pay me off. It doesn't matter. I want you to have it. Dude, I turned it down. I was so stupid. I think about that every other day.
2: As, you, as you're as watching those uh, car collection shows, God. and they're wheeling them out, and they're up to about $200,000. <laughs> yeah. What an yeah. idiot,
0: bro. Those
1: things have become huge collector's yeah. items. Yeah. yeah. I sh- There's I- a Tolo that comes out and sees us. that has yeah, got a man. sweet barn full of them.
0: Yeah, I think about that a lot, bro. I should not be able to make decisions for myself still at this age. I agree. Yeah. I and as said, I put a car in my name for my ex. Bad, bad terrible oh, idea. Oh, man.
4: Mm. I sold some people some cars when they were, and it was like, ah uh-huh. That's going to back. See, <laughs> you ask him? <her? laughs> yeah. I wanted to pull him aside and give him some advice. Uh, that's what
2: I'm saying. You don't uh, ask him. my I got job. That
0: commission, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commission, yeah. I need this. Uh, G, back in the day, we do it every day here on the fan at 2 30. If you see anything out there, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P. Send it to my um, Instagram. I like going to check the Instagrams. All right. This right here is the. Uh, a referee that received some Uber Eats while he was out there on the court. Now, they said it was a set-up situation. Do we think the guys in the booth knew about this or were they, they I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew. No. Yeah. Anyway, they're the highlight to this anyway, to me. I like them. Here we go.
3: We'll let it go into the bench, and Loyola would take over 10 minutes before we get a stoppage. And we got an official's timeout. And somebody came on the floor on the far side. Pause. Looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there. He's carrying some McDonald's. Well, this has to be one of the all-time. Uh, I'm actually not kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is the truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. Looked like he maybe, was he going to deliver the the McDonald's to somebody on the court. Can <laughs> we rule that out? <laughs> 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 I, mean, I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is I, that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Yeah. Uber Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. That the man was usher. Let's see if we can see this. Now this is going to be the turnover. In the there he court. is. There, in the right there. In the is. In the yeah.
1: hey yeah. Hey. So this guy's actually. Who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. Not now. <laughs> Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think no. he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. I, I know, but i uh, well, the official out there, Tim, he he i him like, I didn't say now. <laughs> later. <laughs> That's got to be unbelievable. That's got to be something that the highlight shows are going to have
0: a blast with. I didn't say it now. I meant no. later. <laughs> later. I said later. That overheats
4: on that line.
0: I specifically <laughs> said hilarious. deliver at
4: 9 p.m., not yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing,
0: man? Uh, let's see what I got for you boys. Headlines. Lyft will now charge extra to make if you make drivers wait. Uh, the fee started at two minutes after they pull up. All okay. right. In five minutes, if you got the Lux Black or the LX Rides. All right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you can't yeah, keep cool those people waiting. Yeah, you can't keep yeah. waiting. Yeah. You just start charging you. I take the Uber Black, too, That's when good. I go out.
1: Yeah, d- uh, charge me. Just don't leave.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'll be down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got to tidy up a couple of things here yeah. before, before I get <laughs> Y'all be safe out there, here. man. Please, y'all be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't drug and drive. Don't Instagram and drive. Don't tweet and drive. I say Instagram and drive because there was a dude in the fast lane. And then people had to go around him like they were annoyed by him, right? And I got up to him I'm in the truck so I could see down. My man was scrolling through the gram. Oh, no. It's not oh, like no. he was like having an argument with his girl or something going back and forth, you know? He was yeah. just scrolling through the gram. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's disrespectful. 50 miles an
0: hour to 70. Yeah, it's super dangerous. Uh, there was this guy right here. Let's, speaking of dangerous, 75 mm-hmm. on the weekends. I tried to avoid it because there's always a one-way, I mean a wrong-way driver, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Always.
2: yeah. yeah. It scares
0: way. the hell yeah.
2: out of me, bro. Fear. Yeah. Oh, you you to try like driving home after the uh after like we do those yes. Cowboys postgame shows at one in the morning. You yeah. know, you're driving along and you're like, please stay in your lane over this. so scared of it, Stay in your, lane, stay it, in man. your lane.
1: If you really wanted to round up the drunk drivers, like they could get out there and force and just one after another. Like fish in a barrel.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Uh
0: it's it's yeah, those late night games. I remember that well.
2: Oh, you're just driving yeah. along and you just hope that people are. You know, going the right way.
0: Y'all, please be careful. I got some audio right here of a dude who was venting about losing some money in the casino. <sighs> and then he came face to face with a wrong way driver. And then he just panicked, you know. Mm-hmm. I, done, I done won some money in this casino. And I done lost some money in this casino. And I lost more money in this casino. So I don't really like going to the casino no more. But what the f***? What the, f- what, the f- what the f***? Somebody driving the wrong way on the freeway. Yeah oh my god oh my god bro 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 somebody driving the wrong way on the freeway bro bro Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sums it up pretty good. <laughs>
4: wait, somebody's doing something. <laughs> <this> something. <Somebody, laughs> wait, how can anybody be doing <laughs> anything more dangerous than me
0: right now? I know. I'm a, Instagram. He's, while I'm he's driving. filming. <laughs> he's filming while driving. That's he really one up to me.
2: I was wondering. Yeah, who got one up there? Oh
0: man, there's not room hilarious. on these streets for the two of us. It's hilarious. There was a man right here. He was live on his Instagram as well. And he was doing some lying. He was clearly doing some lying, and someone rear-ended him. Say, when I put, the in, talking about the first stroke. <laughs> what?
5: Come on. <laughs>
1: No, clearly nobody wants to hear that, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was getting ready to do some lying, bro. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he was. And then, uh, please take an Uber or Lyft if you're getting drunk tonight. Please be careful. Be careful, please. I'm going to wrap it up with this Amish guy. I don't know (laughs) if you've seen this video, but he fell asleep. So the Amish can drink? Or did they, like, make their own alcohol or something? I didn't think they could. That doesn't
1: sound like something that would jive. Amish liquor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke or not, bro. He fell he asleep does. inside of his buggy, so the okay. horse was, like, getting him home, because the horse knows where he lives. Sure. The horse is going to get him home, so my man is drunk in the buggy. A cop tried to stop the buggy, but he didn't, but he's yeah. like, hey, I'm not worried about him. I know where he is. It's a Tesla buggy. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Wake up. Hey. <laughs>
2: There's a Bud Light can sitting in there and he passed clean out. That's good <laughs> to me. He'll go home. The horse knows how to get home. Apparently, the cop <laughs> is Peyton Manning, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering with that voice, it oh, I wonder, familiar. I got to
0: hear it again. When he said <laughs> Bud Light, I was like, that's definitely a Manning. <laughs>
6: There's
2: a Bud Light can sitting in there, and he passed clean out. Yeah, that was that's,
0: good that's, right, that's that's good man. Good. That's a Good catch. That's, that's good. Yeah, 100%. All right, that's my time. I got to go.
2: Thank you,
1: sir. Rangers Hot Stove Show tonight, 7 to 8, coming up here in just over an hour. Ranger fans, come join us at the radio station. Seventy-five and fits you. Sands is here, getting ready for it. Get right's going to join them. Brock Burke and Taylor Hearn are going to. We have a we have a showroom downstairs, the bottom floor here at Seventy-five and fits you, and you're invited. It's free. Uh, plus, FanBowl registration is going on right now at one hundred five through the fan, uh, dot com. Just click the contest tab, be epic and there. you can enter a chance to win registration fifteen hundred bucks for the winner. I'm the greatest uh, paper football tournament player to never win that event. Uh, three runner runners up over the
4: years. Best that never was. Yeah, but,
1: uh, I can't tell yeah.
2: you the last time I played paper football. Gosh, we're gonna kill it. Might have been, might have been. probably will. Fifty years ago, maybe. Wow, seriously, fifty years? Yeah, they had that. Pl- they were playing that. Yeah, game? we used to. Yeah, we used to play paper football. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. Well, brewski a, a performance enhancing drug, I believe, in that particular game. Yeah, and the I, be I, a I swear, I have not won a match since I since I hit retirement. I, want to see wow. I was like Sean. legend, couldn't lose, scored a touchdown, made the field goal every time, stopped. Just boom. Bam.
0: Is it's, your hand shaky now? I, yeah, just, I, went, uh, I went full uh, Brett Maher. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's Hips. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. My,
2: my field goal attempts will yeah. be Brett Maher-like. Jones and man. I'm and I'm a uh, little yeah, bit,
1: bro. The field goal attempts are tough.
4: Maybe that's what Brett needed for the PATs. Yeah. yeah. You know, crack yourself a
1: six-pound. No. a warm shot
5: of
4: tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was your foreign object. And that's right. Now they've taken it away, and you're useless. Yeah.
1: Yeah, indeed. Facts. Is there a big trade you'd like to see the Cowboys make? Biggest names that might be on the move this March is coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.